pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Greetings and welcome back. If you'd like to be on the Connected Blake Podcast, number is 720-626-8649. com is the website. And, uh, oh, hey, if you want to... Uh, peruse, you can check out the entire podcast library, which is located on the website. And I was just looking, Meg, it looks like there's 240, <laughs> 45, <laughs> six, 47 titles. Wow. How is that like possible? That. What that a is... library. <laughs> I always think the, of it in hours. Did we really have that much to say? So, well, what, what's amazing to me is that we still seem to talk so much, not not podcasting. Well, How do we talk so much? Because right before we went on today, we were sitting there, gosh, why didn't we have the mics on this morning? I'm yeah. t- you wore me out already. Well, I never <laughs> considered that I had the gift of gab, but I guess is we do. Gift? Is, is it really a well, gift? I don't know. At least we're channeling it into something positive. I guess it depends on who you're, who you're gabbing That's with. That's true. The, are, they a will- ask, are they willing? Ask them if it's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks That's for listening so to us, everyone. <laughs> it's actually pretty easy to navigate if you go to the website and uh, oh yeah, there you know. But you kind of you just just uh, scroll yeah. down through all the titles. Just grab one, pick what one. A, what a thing! Yeah. Well, I know stuff. that so many uh, listeners they they let us know that they just put it on in the morning and they leave it on. They just let it play, which I love. I love the idea that we're sort of spending spending the day with with some people. It, right. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I, hey, I think that's really cool. What is today, anyway? Um, Friday? <laughs> Isn't it? Is it actually? Yeah, it is. Oh, my goodness, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that freaks me out. Well, we got a big... It big, really does. A big deal coming up tomorrow. I mean, then we kind of put a bow on... I mean, I said that yesterday. <laughs> I know I did. You it, did. And I, Does everyone else feel the same? I mean, is it just us? It just feels like time's speeding up. We're in some sort of... Warp. You know what I think it is? <laughs> Time if, warp. If you make a, a point to recognize one particular day of the week. True. That's then, true. Then it's kind of like a little uh, yeah. benchmark. It's just sort of the motorcycle thing. If you if yeah. you say, hey, I'm, I'm going to start paying attention to motorcycles. They're everywhere. Yeah. But if you don't, well, you don't ever see them. This is true. So if you say, hey, it's Friday, then, then <laughs> you get tired of saying it's well, Friday. You just feel like you're <laughs> becoming abusive. <laughs> the word because it's all the time well it is the weekend we've got one more week in orlando florida and then we're yeah off. we're basically just uh, here to finish out the podcast brunches and then we are off to Which the west has been tremendous yeah Oh, it's been so special just interacting with everyone. And again, just I think we all feel the need for that those energetics in person on, on any level at this at this point. Well, and also, I think our timing is pretty good. I'm ready for some high-altitude temperatures. I am too. Myself. The humidity. I'm looking at the windows right now, and they're just sort of dripping and you noticed <laughs> with it, humidity. And the thunderstorms, have they are now officially here. I have really enjoyed those. I have to say the just mm. the thunder and the I I love a good thunderstorm. Oh, so dramatic and but, cozy. But and, what is it about the people that don't get out of the pool in in the electrical storm? I know it makes me crazy. I have to resist going and yelling at them. Well, on you don't the porch. want to do that, and and you also you kind of feel guilty pulling the pulling the uh, closing the the curtains because you don't <laughs> want to see what you just think could happen. It's, I don't know. What do you, you do? do feel like someone should warn them, but uh, that can't. We can't say I mean, everyone. It's, it's not, I'm not talking about a thunderstorm or lightning that's off in the distance. This stuff is clapping oh, no. and it's banging all around and bolts are here and over there. I know. And, and just the, pool the pool is full of people throwing a beach ball. Yeah, I don't know. 
Maybe they're just do? adrenaline junkies. Do you call 911 in advance? <laughs> I mean, what do you do? <laughs> right. Hello, 911. There, there are I people just, in the pool. Well, you don't want to... <laughs> Send you don't a wanna, fire truck. You don't want to mess. Oh, you don't want to go down and create a scene. No. But, uh, Mind your business. Please get it's out of the mo- pool if there's lightning in the area. <laughs> please. <Steven's> so concerned. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Oh, man. So how cool have these uh, manifestation methods been? Throughout that you're that you've begun nice. now, very nice. very cool. I yeah. love it. Well, and I I like the um, I like how focused they are, Steve. I mean, they're mm. really they've uh, I've been listening to them, and I have to say I've been listening to them repeatedly. It's almost like it's a, a new way of reprogramming. Yeah, nice. And uh, I like getting straight lot. into it. And there's just so many. Yeah, and, you know, straight into it. Don't really it. want to call them modalities, but they are certainly directives. For yeah. Uh, living an abundant life. Well, like you said, let's dive in. We do have a question today from Misty in Texas. Hey, Misty, thanks for writing in. She says, it's hard for me to make decisions. Mm-hmm. I have so many thoughts about what I'm doing. Excuse me, uh, where did, where's Misty from? Texas. Texas, my home state. Yeah, I was born in Dallas. Born in Dallas. Love. Yeah. You look like you were born in Dallas. I got out of there in a hurry, though. I, you know. I, <laughs> you did, like like well, you're an infant. Well, I was one. <laughs> Moving to... <laughs> we relocated. You're like, it was ago. a hard decision. I, I but... didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Misty from Texas. We've got Misty from Texas. She says, it's hard for me to make decisions. I have so many thoughts about what I'm doing, how I should be doing it. I often wonder if I should be doing something other than what I'm doing. My mind does not stop offering suggestions. How can I stop the crazy rapid fire of my thinking i that is a very relatable question for Mm. me so i'm sure it is for everyone else too yeah yeah um you know i actually saw something really funny about overthinking (laughs) this morning so it's funny that this is the question for today Mm. it was a meme and it showed those um you know when you have to prove you're not a robot Mm-hmm. On, on a, a website, and it has the uh, like the, the stoplights, for example, and it was just giving that as an example of overthinking because there's always like a corner of the stoplight in one of the boxes. You're like zooming in. Should I click that box? Should I just click two of the boxes? How many? How much of the stoplight is in here? You know, it's the trick question on the test <laughs> that plagues us overthinkers. Yeah, there was also there was a game show. That used to come on many, many years ago. Okay. I don't remember what it was called, but it was they would get, present something like a curtain, a big box, and a small box. And then the contestant would just simply, <laughs> doing using nothing but the apparatus of thought, decide or try to decide which one they, they would choose one. And then they get whatever was behind the curtain or in the big box or the small box. Oh, that's pretty good. And you know, I like that. But just think about it. No, you know, a, we would all approach that task as if we're psychic. Like all of a sudden you feel psychic. <laughs> like, which one am I drawn to? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, what else you have know, you got to go with? That's but, true. Okay. Uh, Misty. Misty, Misty Texas. Yeah. Overthinking. Um, there is a dimension, okay, mm-hmm. in, in all of us that goes beyond the thinking mind. Like, do I want the big curtain, the big box, or the, the, the small box? Mm. But it goes, it's that intuition that goes beyond the thinking mind. Mm. And so when we have awareness of our thoughts and we follow after those thoughts, then what happens is, like you're expressing, I think, in, in your question, you you sense that you're being trapped by thoughts. Mm. I'm... Uh, some of the content I'm working on now in a, a book that I'm uh, uh, putting the wraps on and <clears throat> was working some yesterday on one sentence. 
And next thing you know, several hours have come and gone, and I've written that, rewritten and rewritten that sentence in countless ways, into where you know I don't even know, I don't even know if the sentence is the same, saying the same thing. But well, there, there's, it, if you think about it, there are endless ways to say one sentence. Right, and then eventually, you know, even the letters and the words start to look weird. And you're like, is that even a word? Is that even how you spell that word? Will everybody understand the symbol for pi? I mean, what are we doing here? You can overthink anything, and you can easily get yes. trapped in the, the constructs of, of those thoughts. Well, so. and overthinking definitely perpetuates itself, like you're saying. I mean, it's a black hole. It's an absolute black hole, and it's very hard to get out and, of it. And you know, it. the funny thing is, Meg, is I refused to stop. I was not going to get off that bull. It was not going to throw me, and so, okay, <laughs> we'll play this game. How many different ways can I write this sentence? And it is a, uh, a, a black hole. You, you don't come crawling back out of that. So it, it was. It was. <laughs> who won? You, you, can, were, you were the sentence. <laughs> well, who did win? I don't. Well, think, now that you've I told me, you committed lost. to Every, it. Everybody loses in that one because you you do become trapped by your thoughts. And uh, kudos to you for recognizing that this is a trap, and yeah. that you have that sense of of being constricted because of your of those thoughts. And what's happening is you're beginning to recognize this endless stream of conscious these these the thinking constructs that can morph into anything if, mm. if you give them the opportunity to wow. and so the fate of most people um on the planet ends up somewhere being tossed around by the the ever the, the never-ending morphing of thinking mm. and it's to get your attention okay if you don't like this try this on for size Oh, you think you like that? Well, let's mm -hmm. throw a curveball and let's just twist it a little bit more. And I have to say, the deeper you get into that process of overthinking, the more locked up you become. Um, I actually remember even, and, and I know this isn't necessarily based in thought per se, but I do remember so well. And even, and even today, I still deal with this. If I'm uh, trying to get a, a certain specific section on the violin perfect and just right then and, and and it's just not working out you know my fingers it's just it's not getting there it's not becoming perfected i have to recognize that stepping away is the best thing and it's just it's amazing how it, it can even become that in a physical repetitious action just the more you try to force something the worse it gets well we get trapped in the in in the thinking and we're open to anything being the final authority other than ourselves. Mm. Oh, and so wow. we, we get caught up in thinking, well, there's got to be a better way. Well, there's always a better way. <laughs> and so if you camp out waiting for a better way to show up, then you're going to camp out forever. Because wow. there's always going to be a different way when mm -hmm. the, the mindset is that the different way has got to be the better way. And so we end up in these this the swirling energetics of confusion and too wow. many choices. You made a reference I think yesterday, mm. and where you don't like going into a, a grocery mart where there's a thousand <laughs> different types of flour, yes. and you just as soon walk away than to make a choice on the kind of flour that you want to use for baking. Yeah, I actually prefer, prefer like these tiny little <clears throat> boutique sort of stores, just, just because it's less to choose from. I don't like the wall of mayonnaise. <laughs> I don't know. It freaks me out. Do you want the thick or the thin? I don't know. I can, okay, I can deal with that. Just give me the one that's really good. <laughs> We don't need all this stuff. 
Well, this is the fate that most mm-hmm. people are experiencing. And because they're so identified with their thoughts that that's really all that they know of the world and who they are is just the, the constant bombardment of choices and this mm-hmm. idea versus that idea. Wow. Um, and he, it's he, all there to validate some sense of confusion. Well, and you just said something that I thought was incredibly profound, just recognizing, remembering that there's always a better way. There's always a better idea. It's not as if we can climb to the top of the little, uh, you know, top of the iceberg of, mm-hmm. of questions and answers and find the best one. There's, there will always be the evolution of better in so, that process. That's right. And so now all of a sudden what becomes important is not the better idea because the better idea is the idea. That's what makes it the better idea. Mm. When we get to the place where we choose the decision based on this moment, wow. that we move forward with that to follow through with the decision, that's what makes it the best idea. Wow. Not because there probably is a better idea out there. At some point, we draw the conclusion that because this is the idea, it's the best idea. Well, that's wow. That is so powerful because you've talked before about the the analysis paralysis that can set in in in, in similar situations, and you can totally see how how in that process, it, if you're not choosing an idea, it, I mean, it's just it's sort of a mind bending idea that by not choosing, you're doing the worst possible thing. Who cares if you have ten good ideas if you choose none of them? Right. Well, so let's evolve the conversation. And let's now move it beyond the thinking, because this is where we get tied up and confusion can easily enter in, Mm. is by trying to make a decision based on our thinking. And it's where we kind of began with the curtain and the big box and the small box. There's an intuition that now comes into play because there is a dimension of consciousness Mm. in all of us, in every single human being that is beyond the ego the mental constructs of thinking. And, Hmm. for example, all true artists that are creating from that place beyond thinking, whether they know it or not, they create from the place of their inner being, and it's from this place of inner stillness where your your sensory goes beyond that of the five senses. Mm -hmm. And so we're borrowing from and being sensitive to impulses from out of the universe, from our creator that established a purpose of creation, of flowering from within that now mm-hmm. we begin to, to operate from. Well, it's funny because, you know, I had, when you mentioned that game show, my first thought was to sort of joke about how, oh gosh, I can see that that would make us all walk up to that conundrum of what to choose. And we would all think, okay, I'm psychic. What am I connecting to? But you there's just, a lot of truth in that. But now you just connected to I'm psychic. So yes. you went right back into thinking. And and as as such, you're now saying, hey, I'm psychic. So this is my identity. And so we're now trying to operate from thinking again, right. from reasoning and rationalizing. Well, the curtain, they would say, is going to be the thing I should choose because it can have a big truck or a car behind it, whereas you can't put a car in a small box. So you see your reasoning. And you're thinking, because now you think you're psychic. So we're moving beyond that. And that is, we move beyond identifying with titles Mm -hmm. and moving beyond identifying with reasonings. Well, I just thought it was so funny that that was the thing that I was making fun of, but it's probably, but that's probably the case. You know, we would feel that way because technically we would have a knowing that we do have an intuition Mm -hmm. and that we do have an ability to think beyond reasonings. Think beyond reasonings. 
to and, be, is, not think beyond which, reasoning because that's the wrong thing to say. Because we can't <laughs> think beyond reasonings. There's no thinking in being. To there's function. There's no thinking in outside of form. It's just right. being. It's wow. wiping away all thought and just, it's a breath. Mm. It's breathing. It's a knowing that comes from... Higher self. Higher self. Because the mind wants to articulate and the mind is is creating forms out of creative impulses or insights. So the mind is ultimately now. Here's where it really gets interesting because when we receive those impulses, like you're saying, from that higher sense of being, what do we do with that? At some point, we have to begin putting form to it, especially if you're an artist, because now you're going back to the canvas to interpret the impulses that are coming from the higher being. Mm. So there's an articulation now. You were painting, uh, uh, sketching uh, parts of the face not long ago, and you did this extraordinary eye Mm. with a tear. Beautiful. Thank you. But there was an impulse that must have happened before you put your pencil to the the canvas in your medium. Mm -hmm. And so the impulse was one that expressed a tear from an eye. Before there was the form or the thought here with an eye. And so there's this an emotional response to the intuition that's coming from within. Right. That then becomes articulated through your thinking that as an artist, this is how I am the creator of this artwork on the canvas. How I'm going to articulate the expression of the intuition that's coming from the impulse of my higher being. Mm. That's an interesting analogy too for this topic because... What I was doing in that moment as well is that with I was I was going into it with the idea of practicing in order to fully and and to be able to better articulate a fuller vision, which is an interesting concept for the topic that we're that we're learning about today. Hmm. Because is it they make it sort of bears up the question. Is it always simply inspiration and then articulation, or are we building a skill set to to raise the final outcome? That's a great question, and, and the answer to that would be to receive the inner unction. And if you don't have the inner unction, wait, there needs to be some more meditation before you begin to articulate. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we are in a reversed sensory perception of thinking and then performing. Wow. And that's where confusion enters in. That's where we find ourselves camped out waiting for the better idea mm-hmm. to show mm-hmm. up. Camped out waiting for the better idea. Wow. Paralyzed. You can spend, you can spend a lifetime there. Paralyzed by all the choices of the various brands of flour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crippling. Right. So even the great scientists, the greatest scientists, those that we can know the names of, reported that their breakthroughs of insights, which we call genius, which all of us have genius. Everybody has a a genius Mm -hmm. of purpose. But those that have the breakthroughs of those insights, they all, um, they came at a time of, of the mental disconnect that we're talking about. And the surprising results of actually a survey that was done among some of the most prominent mathematicians, which included Einstein, by the way, to find out how they did what they did in such an inventive way, was that their actual thinking played only a 
very, very small part in the creative act itself. So the creative act being um, open to the to the impulses of the higher being. That's the creative act. It's not putting the pencil to the canvas. It's not the mathematical formula. Mm. That's the articulation of the greater act that comes from within. Wow. From the inspiration. Yeah. And so the person that's open to that, the artist, the, the composer, the violinist, the, 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 the accountant, all of us have a, a, a way of connecting to that higher sense of, of purpose, the inner genius of purpose. That's the, a, I was going to say that's a really important distinction that you just offered up because that, that is not where, where my understanding was going at all. And so that's a huge distinction in understanding the, this process of connecting with the higher self, pursuing the answers and pursuing the answers to these questions from the higher self, the difference between the action and the articulation. The articulation being um, the the purpose of the purpose of life is to to have fun with our intellect. In mm. other words, to articulate the impulses that are coming out of the inner being, right, um, in a way that can be expressed, right. And so the action is is to reiterate and make sure I understand. So the action is the opening up of ourselves to that to that unction to that directing mm, from yes. yeah. and is that from the mm. universe is mm. that where that's coming from from our creator from where, what is the the source that we're opening ourselves up to all source comes from the creator comes from that first original impulse the bias that was before the big bang that put all of this into an articulation wow so very cool so but the simple reason why the majority of people are not creative in this sense with their their inner genius that we're talking about is not because they don't they don't know how to think contrary to that they do know how to think <laughs> that's the problem and that's the problem because we're <laughs> twisting and we are meddling and we are manipulating and trying to trying to ascend to some sort of supremacy through the the fallacy of thought of thinking <laughs> Which then open up, opens us up to all kinds of thinking. You're like, hang on, ignorance <laughs> is bliss. <laughs> Who knew? Right. All along, right? <laughs> That's why he's so happy. <laughs> but and That's so, great. And so, but this is this is what happens when when somebody doesn't know how to stop thinking. Mm. They don't know how to turn it off. Wow. And you can really see how that, that would become if you allow that to fester, the overthinking to fester, how it would absolutely become a source of torment in your life, mm-hmm. a tormented way of living. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Very tormented. And we have so many, I think, wonderful examples of this, uh, something that you really enjoyed, Allie McBeal. Callista Flockhart. I love Ali McBeal. She, she was, and I remember I'll the show, and, and the, what makes that such an enjoyable thing to watch is because we can all relate to it. Yes. And she was frequently caught out uh, uh, talking or, or, or dancing to herself in her mind. Yes. And she's just playfully doing this, and her, her character as, as such was very neurotic. And, um, <laughs> and she could barely keep her mind on her job because of her neuroticism yes and she was so busy that she was she was always what swinging from the cubicles in the bathroom or <laughs> that's those same-sex bathrooms which made it interesting and because it was in her I universe of all this incessant thinking thinking constant bombardment of thought and these these funny you know she had a great sense of humor and the yes. way that she would you know rationalize well so much of the show was a portrayal of of her imagined life and so you know her, it was it was just this one you know you call it neurotic i call it imagination <laughs> <laughs> 
because I related to her. Potato, so. potato. <laughs> but I totally relate to the idea of, you know, being in the middle of a, of a conversation and it's so boring. You're just sort of imagining their head swelling to abnormal sizes. The boring conversation, what, you know, you start hallucinating. Exactly. I relate. I relate. I've been in this conversation long. I am now, I am hallucinating. Thank you very much. But she would start all these uh, little dancing routines. And, yes. and you see the dream sequences, which, gosh, don't you know they had fun? Oh, man. Those I love it. Because everything in, everything in the hallucination now becomes possible while somebody keeps talking. Sure. Or this, this mundane this scenario is unfolding. There was the dancing baby. Oh you know, that kept showing up in her apartment late at night, and and <laughs> well, um, she, somebody told her that she was she was getting so old that she wouldn't be able to have babies anymore, and so she started being haunted by a dancing ghost baby, baby. <laughs> a ghost baby. Right. It's amazing. So flawed, oh. so prone to making all these bad decisions as they identify with the randomness of their thinking. Yeah. Great illustration of that. Yes, absolutely. Because a person can think and think and think and think without interruption of their thoughts and a voice in the head that just never stops talking, it never mm. stops thinking, is mm. rapid fire, regardless of what's going on around them. You see people out running stoplights because they, they their wow. thinking doesn't stop and they're following after. They're never there. In other words, they're identifying with <laughs> the thoughts as they come through. Wow. And it seems like this would present a huge problem in our kinetic belief process because you've taught us many times and you've driven it home how important it is to bring every thought into a sense of captivity so that you can decide what to do with it because it's these it's these uh, thoughts that are outside of the corral that are sort of running the free range thoughts <laughs> that we have to be so so aware of and fix and and change if needed and make them positive and so you know this seems to like it would just present this this huge issue because this is a waterfall of of thoughts that hmm that are cascading toward you. Yeah, because to bring every thought into captivity, so to speak, you have to first recognize that you're not the thought, that it's something that can be corralled, and then we become an observer of our thinking, and that's the beginning of being set free from the incessant thought. Wow. And I, it seems like that would also slow the, slow the flow, if you will, mm. of thought when you when you are able to step outside of it and, and not identify with it and, and observe mm-hmm. it. That's such a it powerful does. word. That's right. Because when you are, in a, in a sense, we're no longer identifying with it, so it's not waving its arms and it's, it becomes less uh, taunting. Right. You, you're when not... You, when it knows that it's been seen. <laughs> you're not identifying with the dancing baby. You're just no. observing the dancing baby. Well, and what baby wants to dance if it's not being watched? If it's not, if it doesn't have a oh, partner wow. to that, dance that's with. That's true. So. But you can realize that, yeah. you know what, the other dimension that's behind all thought, that, that that's also part of this recognizing that you are not the thought. So mm-hmm. the dimension there now becomes more accessible. Well, if I'm not what I'm thinking, mm. who am I? Wow. Ah, see, now we're on to something. This is beginning to open up the original personality, the identity, the true identity of who you are. The, the genius from within is, is the part of you that is not the thinking. Mm. It's the original self that is identified with through awareness rather than through thinking. This is definitely one of the concepts of kinetic belief that I still find myself pursuing, working on, cultivating every single day because the 
the sense of getting rid of those of labels and those identification with thought, identification with storytelling, storytelling about yourself, your past, your future, your present. Those are, are massive concepts because they're massive parts of our past identity. And so to strip them out, pull them out, not reestablish them, um, for me, it's just been this daily pursuit of being aware of that. Sure. And it should be, right? It needs to be a daily pursuit. Why? Because the one thing that we're doing, uh, you know, historically, and we will continue to do, is to wake up in this world. Mm-hmm. We get up in a world that has been taken over by the mental concepts of thinking. And so yeah. you can count on it. If you perfect your mindset today before the sun goes down, mm-hmm. you're still going to get up tomorrow in a world <laughs> that's been constructed from mental concepts. And and so wow. it's something we have to do daily. It's a way of life. Well, and you've told us before that the main thing that's going to be under attack is our identity. And so this does make sense that that we have to, this is the most important thing, protecting that identity, establishing it in the right way, attaching the identity to the higher self. I love how you just said the the true personality, the real personality. And how exciting that our, our higher self is not just some sort of you know untouchable cosmic being it's a it's a it's a higher self with a personality and character very Mm. unique characteristics and there's a beauty to the statement you just made because uh, there are two parts to that there's a tragic part and then there's a great part the world is collectively transcending however on the individualistic basis there is a tragic loss of the higher dimension that is in everybody that only needs to be discovered Mm. it's there for discovery and that's what makes us Mm. sojourners in this world those that are willing to put in the effort to use a guided journal to use a journal to use some kind of note-taking that is is constructing their their path so Mm. that we don't end up in a repetitious circular way of taking the same tests over and over in a world that's very confined by the forms that we see. And so that higher being, it's already there in everyone. This is the only thing that doesn't need to be constructed. The only thing that Mm -hmm. will remain when all forms dissolve. And that's why your your concept of of rewilding that is obviously so powerful is that the why that's why it's so powerful because it's the one common it's the one um indestructible the one eternal facet that we're returning Mm. to returning Mm. to and and every day all day all the time and then that's why we use the word rewild because we're going back we're not moving into the future we we move into the future properly and abundantly by going back to the original past Mm, that's beautiful wild to that to that place most people think uh, like misty mitzi misty misty yeah. misty most people think like her and not you know because she's not alone in this most no. people, and this that's the world we're in and think almost without interruption this yeah. is not something you have to try i need to think of a thought no you don't have to conjure that up it's coming baby yeah. and it's on its way and it's going to come rifling through there whether you want it or not even the even the person that, that talks the least that never says anything they've got constant chatter and it's, it, you got that going on yeah that's that's correct so, true. so there's a there is a voice in, in the head that almost never stops thinking mm-hmm. and the dimension of the higher being that we're talking about that's where we intentionally intentionally put in the work to align ourselves with for those impulses of inspiration to come that ultimately then attract things as they should be mm. uniquely 
to us, for us. Mm. And the more we can meditate to stay in that alignment with the higher being, the more velocity we put through the kinetic energetics of our determination to be in alignment with those impulses of created inspiration that will manifest our greater life. So how are we stopping this constant chatter long enough to even have a chance at connecting mm-hmm. with the higher self and, and opening ourselves up to, to that inspiration that then leads to the articulation well you mentioned it a minute ago when you brought up the point that you know what we should bring those thoughts into captivity and that's by recognizing the ego and its way of doing and its Mm -hmm. way of being because this is what we're talking about this is the place for discovery we talk about discovery all the time we talk about the journey and adventure this is what it is right it's not a hike Although the hike is part of the preparation of the meditation for sensing the essence of the higher being. That's important. But that's not the journey. The journey is what we're talking about, being introspective to stop the thinking by recognizing thoughts as they come through, to separate yourself long enough to then remain as long as you possibly can outside of the ego, which is identifying with what has been told, with what you think you are, with with all of those things, but to outside of the ego, because the ego wants to compete. Right. And where there's competition, there is also a sense of failure. There can be no failure in your genius of purpose, which only knows to like a a, uh, a redwood tree that continues to grow until it dies. It never stops growing. I want to take a second and just keep orbiting around what you're saying right now because it is deeply powerful. The concept of this 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 truth of don't try to stop the flow of thought. We're not trying to force our our inner dialogue to just stop. We're we are we are reposturing ourselves to become an observer so that we can then have the potential, the possibility, the option even to change those thoughts manipulate those thoughts, do whatever we want to or need to with those thoughts. And I just, that really, that hit me. It's, it's, a, it's a very powerful point. It's very equipping. It's it really, I guess the word is empowering because now we can do something with this because we all know when you try to force Mm-hmm. thoughts to stop they almost just get worse you're still paying attention to the thought they and that's why they get worse and right that's why they get worse because <laughs> they focus. have an audience wow so but that that yeah. refocus yeah. that repositioning really to to see mm-hmm. them from a, to become an observer that's that's wild and imagine, it's amazing yeah, imagine you're sitting you're you're sitting out in the in a theater and you're in a seat you're there in a chair and there's the stage in front of you and you're sitting there watching what's going on on the stage going i want you to stop i want you to quit i want all this just to stop right now you're facing the stage. You're watching the stage to see if it is obedient to you or not. We're still captivated, like you're saying, by the thoughts. And you can't get thoughts to stop by saying, thought, I need you to stop. Right. Because it's, it's looking in between. It's becoming unaware of forms by doing the meditative work that it's in between the thoughts, outside of thought forms, outside of the theater of those thoughts that are, you know, those thought forms that are being constructed by the rapid thoughts, they're changing, they're trying all these different things on to get you to identify that mm. causes agitation and nervousness and depression, sadness, anger, bitterness, regrets, and all of those things. But it's outside of all of that that you discover your genius of purpose. It almost sounds like what what you just said is is that the ego uses that inner chatter 
to manipulate us and redirect and to redirect us and to so mm. that we will feed it and nourish the ego and attract what we are imagining to see those thought forms construct for us and that's why most people are living a, a repetitive life having the same conversations year after year nothing's changing in fact where where there is not inflation there's deflation mm. nothing stays the same mm. and so this is the place of identifying with no conceptualization no thought form open to the inspiration for the artist mm. this is where my music comes from and paintings come from this is where ah i know i've got a great idea it, and we say well that was outside of the box <laughs> what what box the what box, box of repetitive <laughs> thinking and thought you wow. you remain quiet and long enough away from the the mental constructs of the familiar to receive an impulse of the unfamiliar. And I, I have to say that's something that I've always loved about being a connect believer is recognizing the divine inspiration that you cannot, it's so undeniable where it came from and you know it wasn't you, which is wonderful. <laughs> you just know when you, you've, you've been a vessel for that divine inspiration. Mm-hmm. And then I have to say when you're aware of that, it's something that even weeks or months or years down the road you can still count on because you know in your like you've said and you're you know in your knower that where it came from and it wasn't just part of that inner dialogue right and so how do you connect with that you, mm. get, you get out under the stars turn off the television don't read another fable get away from noise get out of the conversation go into your hygge space go forest bathe mm. do something that is away from the thought forms that are yeah, uh, competing for your attention. You need so a positive, a positive disruption, space and a disruption for that to wow. be rooted in this higher dimension, which is absolutely vital for life, mm-hmm. vital for growth and development, for growing, for attracting more of what you really desire. Rooted in this higher dimension, that's really beautiful because it it tells us that this is a place that we can achieve and remain, remain mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's outside of the phone call. What, you know, and, and just tell me what to do. I need some advice. Who are you calling for advice? Quieten, quieten the voices and get your advice from outside of forms, outside of language, outside of, of, mm. of the manual, the how to put the refrigerator together. Wow. Get away from all of that and open yourself up to your creator's inspiration, your creator's mind to go to a place that's never been gone to before and especially by wow. you. Isn't that it? That when we are rooted in that higher plane of understanding that it eliminates that that need for consensus mm. that we used to have mm-hmm. the need to call you know let me poll 15 of 20 acquaintances and see what the consensus is so that i can now feel good about my decision mm. about my life mm. and it completely eliminates that and that's i mean what a level of freedom that is great point and that's a sign that you know what you're not rooted in that higher being because you're identifying with something that right. uh, you need to, it needs validation for life and it needs to be validated validated because it is not from the original Mm. uncertainty Mm. has conversations with reasonings wow either your own uh, thoughts and reasonings or it needs to find someone else to have a conversation with because of the uncertainty it needs to be validated so does our original higher self that we're rewilding to does that have built-in validation is that just part of uh, part of the higher self that the validation's already Mm. there Mm. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes, that, absolutely. 
Absolutely. And that goes back to what you said earlier. You just know that you know that you know. Well, mm. what, are you, what are you saying? Right. You know that you know that you know. You don't have to be convinced of anything because you already know. Wow. And it's the already knowing that Ah, the light went off. There no, there's no shadow of turning. There's no uncertainty from this place. I know what I just, I can't tell you why I know, because it's outside of language. There's no barrier to what I know. It's an insight that comes from the essence of our genius of purpose mm. that then is calibrated into the sense of purpose. It's just that, ah, it's, this is that moment where all things change because it doesn't need to be validated. Mm. Where validation is required, it can be unvalidated, <laughs> invalidated, <laughs> un or in. Who knows? <laughs> no longer needing it anymore. Because most people are trapped within that noise of wow. the egoist conceptualization, which does require validation. Well, and what a powerful being you're describing, a being that, that needs nothing. You know, all the, all the nourishment, all the validation, mm -hmm. all of the answers, all the questions, all of the, the manifestation powers, all of it, it's coming from within because it was and isn't that cool isn't that beautiful that that's that's the original self the original self is equipped we weren't just put here as like a little amoeba with nothing no capabilities we are fully equipped you know what do they call it when a car has like fully loaded oh. <laughs> we come fully loaded <laughs> but then you find out there's one more thing that could it could have been loaded with that they just came out with in 2021 and doggone it i've got to trade this one in for the one that really is fully loaded it's, it's a new windshield wiper. It's a new thing. It's a new concept. It's a new something you can reason with. And so it's never really fully loaded. We're always advancing to try to become something else when we are reasoning with it. We've dealt with shipping brokers in the past that are entrapped by the madness of these reasonings that we're talking about. And it, tr it truly is an, a sense of insanity. It is. There's always something different or better or more. There's competition. There's winning. There's losing. All these things. So what they do is <laughs> and, and we found they would cancel shipping to rebook shipping to rebook and they cancel that to rebook it again and next so thing good? you know it's, it's six months late because the madness of reasonings <laughs> with the broke with the shipping brokers it's never satisfied well and what a perfect example of reasonings you know reasoning is the epitome of oh, i'm sorry you need form b but you need form a to get form b mm -hmm. but you need form b to get form a <laughs> you need to fill out form c because but you need form A. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's 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 mutual destruction it, within the reasoning <laughs> world. Mutual destruction because you've got somebody that's clamoring to transcend some sense of success. They're trying to pull themselves up by the bootstraps, you could say. Yeah. There's always the better. Conditions that are caused by past reasonings through experiential knowledge all just caught up in mental constructs of thinking. Any kind of condition that imprisons people, you become uh, encapsulated by that. Mm -hmm. And these are people who, who derive their identity through thinking by whatever a thought is telling them about themselves, about their business. Um, the story that you're telling you about you, mm. about your success, how to make more money, how to become wow. more whatever it is. And this is normal, but extremely limiting. And so dangerous because every thought that you just described is is only the beginning. So if you choose mm. 
that door, that thought door, it, it's this black hole into a million other thoughts that are related and negative. And it's, it's, it's a, well, it's a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit hole and rabbit holes are pretty tight. You ever try to go down a rabbit hole? It's very constricting and I certainly, I certainly dreamed about it after Alice in Wonderland the first time. You showed me a video not long ago of some guy. I think he was going down a little tiny hole through a... Oh, yeah. A, 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 he was an, he was an, an archaeologist. In a rock. Wasn't it? Yes, he was an archaeologist, and he was slipping through this. Mm. Oh, it was so small. I don't. I still don't quite know how he did it. But well, he yeah, disappeared. That's, he had to. He looked like he had to dislocate <laughs> his shoulders to go down through the rock. But that's a great visual of what it's like to slip into a thought, a thought hole. That's amazing. And that's and that really is what we're doing because certain thoughts will invade the mind. Yeah, invade the mind and wow. result in the mind. Uh, being colonized by obsessive thoughts, obsessive thinking. They come pouring in. Wow. And one thought then takes over, and then the next thing you know, the world around us is perceived by really a veil. It's, it's a, the light mm. is staying out, and you, it's becoming, you can't see much beyond the hole that you're going down. And wow. the further down the hole you go, the less you can see. Mm. You're veiled in your, your inspiration, yeah. veiled in doing anything new or different. And so this often happens, and it happens, we see it collectively. Right. In nations, in tribes around the world. But when it happens collectively, it then invades most people's mind. And... Through media, television, through whatever, wherever you're getting your information. And so it's invading the minds of the people. And then the perceptions of how the world is now seen mm. is becoming uh, an objective reality for nations, for, wow. the, for people at large. For example, uh, totalitarian regimes, regimes will operate the same way. And that's how they uh, will control the populace. In, in his novel in 1984, the name of the book, George Orwell described the thought police. Yes. And he wrote that in 1949. Wow. But the That's thought, crazy. The thought police would only allow people to think certain things. Yeah. Where the collective mind then becomes possessed by certain ways of thinking. Well, we do that on an individual basis as well. Great, great illustration, though, of, and wow, that came to pass, didn't it? Mm. And here we see the world now where it is literally tentative, uh, uh, not tentatively, but connected through the tentacles of information <laughs> yes. that, you know, it's thought control. But the overall message of 1984 is the totalitarian governments such as those of Nazi Germany and Soviet Russia, are were bad. Mm -hmm. And when Orwell wrote 1984, he was concerned that governments were moving more toward totalitarianism. And he worried that these governments might start taking away more and more of people's rights and their freedoms mm -hmm. by putting them into the, the constructs of, of a box. Rights and freedom. How do we take rights and freedom? How can you really take the freedom away from people? It's by removing them from contact or awareness of sense of purpose, that higher being that we're talking about. Well, we do that by moving them like cattle into the, to the mental constructs of, a, of thinking. Wow. Get them to identify with thinking that is away from the original self, and then you get everybody thinking alike 
acting alike, being alike, talking alike, and then the individual who truly is free, you can't remove freedom unless you move them into the corral of thinking. Wow. But for our purposes, you know, it's a, a it really is a good illustration of how people identify with thought. And if thought changes, then the identity changes. That's why this is so important to the KB. That's why you and I do this. What we do day in and day out, this is there's nothing more important to this world than for the individual to unconditionally love who they were created to be. And to put in the work, because this is a work, love is not something that happens to you, not this kind of love. Love is something that you are. And it's when we align with our the, the love of the essence of who we are by accepting that, no longer trying to conform to who we're supposed to be according to the mental construct of someone else, that we become the flowering human beautiful, creative being that we were created to be. I always love podcasts like this because I, I like having uh, little triggers that I can be aware of to to know if I have stepped outside of my higher self or if I'm about to. And so this concept of overthinking, it's so important to understand how to move beyond it, live beyond it permanently. But it's also vital based off of what you're saying to see it as, oh, I'm overthinking. My thoughts are becoming obsessive. That means I'm slipping mm-hmm. out of the higher self. And mm-hmm. I, I just love having these these precursor flags that I can have awareness for. And it, and it you can learn those traits. You can understand those triggers. And it helps us live better and more efficiently in that higher self. Now, you say you, you recognize when your thoughts are slipping. Give me a good example of that. How do you know when your thoughts begin slipping? Mm. When something, well, it, when a thought is negative, we intrinsically know in mm. the moment. We have that sensation. It, it's, and, you know, they even say that your gut is, is almost like a second brain. It has so many nerves. It's got its own nervous system. And so we obviously know when a thought is negative. So that's the first response. And then I think when it becomes repetitive. Now, how do we know when a thought is negative? How do we know when a thought... Isn't it just a knowing? I mean, how can you not know? Well, you, you mentioned the, the mind and the stomach. You feel bad. <laughs> yeah. You feel it's, bad. You feel bad. Well, and it's... it's hmm. We are destined for perfected completion. Hmm. And anything outside of that concept of self is negative. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm St. Paul in the Bible. Yeah. It, it, Fascinating. There's some scripture in there where he says, why do I keep doing these things that I don't want to do? (laughs) (laughs) My favorite quote. (laughs) Right. (laughs) If St. Paul's doing stuff he'd rather not do, well, I can take a pass, right? It would seem, yeah. But why does does a person, why do you, why do me, any of us, why do we do things we don't want to do? And mm. who's the who's the me that's not wanting to do what I'm doing? Yeah, uh, that's the two. That's the pluralistic nature of all of us. That's the thinking person versus the inner being. So the the inner, the higher being, the essence of self, because is dissatisfied with the thinking one because it knows it's greater. It has so much to offer, mm. and that's where disappointment in self comes from. That's the knowing that you already have of your higher being. So when you find that you're disappointed, mm-hmm. the one that's disappointed with the one that's doing the thing you'd rather not be doing, that <laughs> is the higher being that we're talking about. Well, and it's interesting what you just described because I have to say the ego does it most of us have lived longer with the ego than with the higher self. Mm-hmm. It just takes up a lot mm-hmm. of your life. It takes a long time to even understand the difference, and if it, even if it's a little lopsided, we've all had experience with the ego. Mm-hmm. Many years, 
even if it was a long time ago. But that ego has such powerful habits. And I have to say, when I step into those negative thinking traps or I feel my thoughts slipping or emotions arise out of seemingly nowhere, usually it's it's almost as if it's some sort of latent old habit of the ego. Well, and I would like to take what you just said because I think it's a, a very interesting point when you say most of us have lived longer with the ego than the higher self it's kind of like if you have an older brother Mm -hmm. that you never play with but the older brother was there in your life longer than the younger sister so in in actuality (laughs) you've actually lived you've actually lived longer with your higher being but you've played with the ego much more and for longer periods of time than you have with a higher being because that's why we talk mm. about rewilding back to the beginning because it was at the very beginning that we were with higher self oh wow that's beautiful but then we go and we to the to the bedroom to the room of our younger sister and we play with them so we our relationship is developed as a stronger one wow. with the weaker one mm. Interesting. and so and that's a that's a great uh, uh, illustration, Meg, because yeah. if you look at if you look at thoughts like little life forms like you just did, mm-hmm. something you play with, you hang out with, and little little life forms, imagine thoughts as little gremlins on the prowl. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> and they're acting like they're act, they're acting like a little a virus because they'll infect you. I have to say just real quick, I loved the noises that gremlins made. It just made me laugh so hard. And that little And that's why you're playing with them all the time. <laughs> make that cute little sound again. <laughs> it's like they were just like gobbling something up. I just oh, they make me laugh. <laughs> but you're right. They're like little gremlins. <laughs> little gremlins that are running around acting and, and they want what they're wanting to do is to invade. And they want to take over. Wow. They want to take over and they will come in and, and live as, they, a, as a parasite. Did they multiply or what, too? And they hurry. Oh Just gosh. put a little water on one and watch what it does. Oh, my gosh. But they they invade. And now this is a mental virus that proliferates to overtake your actions, to get you to start imitating them wow. and growling like them and making funny little noises like them. And you stomp your feet and you're mad about something. You're imitating the gremlin that's come in and invaded you but through <laughs> relationship with that thought. Wow. And so the infection here of this the, the gremlin virus, a mental virus, it, it can be recognized as insanity. It's not predictable, and it just changes because it's led by emotions and feelings. And yeah. when, when enough people are creating, for example, a, a faction like we were talking about, and this faction is growing, and they're all communicating, and they're they're sharing an information of the, they're sharing of the gremlins. Mm. And my gremlin can be your gremlin, and it'll validate your your gremlin, so that we know that our insanity now is is the uh, objective reality that we're all going to agree with. Right. And it's this condition of madness that becomes normalized when it's enabled this way through relationships built around the need for validation. Well, and it seems like that that uh, being a part of a faction like that would be highly dangerous because at that point, it's not just your ego that you're feeding and that's now manipulating you. It's this community of egos. It's a community of gremlins. And and everybody's feeding off of each other and, and everybody's sort of participating in this ego f- feeding frenzy. And 
man, talk about needing a new circle, a new tribe, a positive mm. disruption. I mean, mm-hmm. pull the ripcord because that is that's a and that happens very quickly and very easily. It's very easy to be a part of a faction like that. Well, it's not going to fix itself, is it? Right. And so, how do these even begin? It starts with one thought that mm. needs validation. One thought. You've got the thought, and it's a it's not a good one, but you're going to because it's something you really, 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 really want. Yeah. You're going to continue to fish until you find someone else that's willing to validate it. And then that if infection has been tolerated. Yeah. It's tolerated, it's allowed because it's been validated either in a collective or with just an individual. An individual friend is somebody that you're sharing feelings with mm-hmm. and emotions with. And so just some viewpoints can now begin to take over the mind. And it takes over not only just one mind, but now two minds and three minds and so what began as a subjective belief becomes an objective reality for this group now i have a question about that because you've spoken in the past about the the power where two or more are aligned with faith and and the power for Mm. for manifesting your best life in that Mm -hmm. way and so that's making me wonder when you are participating in a negative mind connection is it doing the same thing are you actually increasing the velocity of your negativity and your fear and those negative outcomes because it's it's with another being increasing the velocity of deflation right because it's it's negative and it's changing and so it's it becomes an implosion of ideas and it's a wreck and people's lives are destroyed because of it mm-hmm. and nations are destroyed because of it so the mind is there mm-hmm. with the gremlins <laughs> that are pretending to be you you have identified with it and so you've got one gremlin who's always angry and you're identifying with it and so hey you're always angry wow or you're always you know whatever that thing is that you're identifying with. you're and always a victim you're, you're always you're being victimized yeah. by the gremlin <laughs> yes wow well and the gremlin is the thought correct you're you're being victimized by yourself by identifying with the gremlin by identifying with the thing so there's no real victimization victimization is the excuse for identifying with the thought right so it's not you it's the it's the thought form that came through that you made it you and it looks like where you it 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 looks like your form you're the one that's behaving this way but you're not in control and the mind has been taken over by this delusion and so for example healing takes place when there is a connection with the higher essence of self Mm -hmm. the body becomes healed Right. And uh, it's, it's healed where the mind is quietened or we enter into a place of peace that is in alignment with our higher being. And so to discover the presence of life, uh, it's, it's in that place of unconditional love where abundance begins to come in. Prosperity, peace, joy, happiness, all these things, which are qualities of the higher being that begin to overtake us and to begin to form the life that we're experiencing. Right. Thought forms are flooding our lives from media and television and those things that we connect ourselves with, mm. that we're identifying with. So, in all of this, you know, we, <laughs> you know, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> As if our inner chatter isn't enough, <laughs> you know. Now we have, good God, you know. <laughs> let's let's add on every conversation we have through the entire day, the news that that pops on, the radio, the books. It's, I mean, how can how is how is the bandwidth of our mind even capable of processing? 
that much data, <laughs> information. We're creating our own dog pile, aren't Jeez, we? Jeez, that's amazing. <laughs> you know what a dog pile is. Yes. And so we, we're, hey, as if this isn't enough. That's wow. so true. Wow. But we can take a break. Mm-hmm. And that's really what all this is about. Ah, take there it a is. break. The relief. Cut it off. Take a break by looking at the stars and, and noticing the sky by mm-hmm. forest bathing, going for a walk, sitting by a river. Sit in the river, which you introduced me to. <laughs> river sitting. Why, Steve, why sit on the side of it? Come out here and sit in it with me. <laughs> you you missed the part, though, where I put my chair on the wrong rock and fell in. <laughs> Did you really? Yes. Is, so you were really just drying off. And, right. And I thought you were sitting there for hours. Pretty much, right. I did not know that. <laughs> sit by a lake. Mm. You know, walk along the ocean side. You've mentioned in the past Einstein, Da Vinci, they would use staring at water or a flickering flame to achieve the absence of thought Mm. and then connect with the higher self for Mm. inspiration. Um, Is that the same thing? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why we were attracted to a a campfire and you'll see all the chairs circled Mm. around. It's not just to stay warm, but it's, you know, and you see that everybody's gazing into the flame, the flickering and to disassociate Mm. with their thinking. There's peace in that. Wow. And so we turn off that, the bombardment of those thought forms so that we can get off of the downward slope, Mm. the, the drain (laughs) <laughs> that those the thinking yeah. will will take us down, and the most vital part of all people is, is the dimension of life, yeah. the dimension of all this, so that we can become more aware of what the mind is doing. I'm still hearing you say, and I loved it. I just loved that moment after because we've been talking for almost an hour now about you know the the nuts and bolts of how all of this is even happening to us and understanding that. And then there was this moment of you said, "Let's take a break." <laughs> It felt so good. I saw relief fall like, oh, over your face. Can I please? <laughs> your face relaxed. I saw that happen. <laughs> I can feel it. Feel it relax. But that's yeah, beautiful, that's isn't it? And isn't that that's something that makes me just I'm I'm more in love than ever with kinetic belief, and that's a that's that's a reason for it because kinetic belief is is always centered around peace and and letting ourselves quote off the hook and lightheartedness and peace and relaxation and taking a break, taking a break, stepping out of the madness and into the, you know, sit by the campfire, be mesmerized by something to to mm. to access that higher way of living. Um, again, I'm just, that makes me fall totally in love all over again with, with being a KB. Well, you know, nobody, I don't know of anybody that wears their thinking more uh, audaciously than you do. And I can see it when you start thinking, or, and for example, when we start doing the podcast, I mean, we're, th- we're three minutes into this and you, you're, you're hot and you're taking off your sweatshirt. And then as we keep it's going, true. You, you pull, you, I get worked you know, you up. Get loose, you're, you're loosening your clothing and you're, you're, you're getting heated up because oh, yeah. you're, you're wearing the thing and the pressure of the thinking is, is causing the, 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 oh, yeah. the physiological all, response to that. All the excitement, whether it's excitement or concern or you name it. I mean, I have no, and I've tried, I got to tell you, I've tried Steve to hide my emotions and I cannot, <laughs> but I, that, that could be a good thing though, I guess. I, I think it's a great thing. Okay, don't good. you ever hide your emotions. <laughs> good. <laughs> don't Cause you I ever can't do that. We, and don't. <laughs> right. And, but no, 
Don't don't get me wrong, because I don't want anybody to go away from this conversation today thinking that thinking is not a good thing, mm-hmm. because you still have opinions and you still have viewpoints, which are thoughts, but they do not give you your sense of identity anymore. Wow. That's what I want you to get. They are there for your enjoyment, but not to identify with. There for your enjoyment, but mm-hmm. not for you to identify with. They are viewpoints. Yeah. And your identity is no longer invested in it. Mm. Your identity is should be, and if we do the work to invest our identity in our higher sense of being. And it seems like on the other side of this process, we have now switched from um, that. First of all, from being underneath the thoughts, almost a victim to the thoughts, that mm. we now have repositioned ourselves to to use thoughts. Mm. Not only are they not negative, but now they can actually become a tool. Mm to assist in building and constructing our identity in the right way. Ah, isn't that it? That's key because, you know, they they become a tool. And since we're no longer identifying with thoughts, mm-hmm. here's what happens. People with other viewpoints are not your enemy mm. because your identity is not your thoughts. Wow. Your identity is not their thoughts. And that's the only reason anyone will ever be an enemy of ours is because they are a contradiction to what we are identifying with. But wow. we're not, if we're not identifying with the thing that they are a contradiction to, they're no longer an enemy. And that completely will eliminate the idea, the concept of being threatened by someone or something. Hmm. Hmm. And how powerful is that? Because right. that causes all kinds of negative reactions. So there's, we're, ne- we're no, more, no more are we threatened by people, hmm. by ideas, by right. concepts, because you know, it's the ultimate, don't take it personally. <laughs> it's like the real reason, of, it, the real meaning behind that it phrase. It is the real reason, isn't it? And because that is the basic human dysfunction that operates on the individual and on the collective level is... Identifying with thought, and so we create enemies all around us. Mm. It's dysfunctional. Mm. Become alert of your thoughts, like you were saying earlier. Identify them so that you can take into captivity those thoughts rather than identify with them. Become alert of those. Recognize them and see them as a mind-made entity. That's a gremlin. Laugh at it. So I see you. I, I see what you're trying to do. And no, thank you. You're cute and everything, but no, you're not sleeping with me tonight. And rather than who you are, the little puppy, the little gremlin, that's not you. Yeah. It's not you. And you'll notice then when we do this, that your emotional state is no longer following after the dictates of those thoughts. Mm -hmm. That little gremlin's voice isn't going to tell you what to do anymore. And all of a sudden, your emotions, they're not up and down, up and down, left and right. You, you're, you're achieving a steadfastness in, in your personality and in those emotions. Achieving it by disconnecting from the idea that we need to change what we see. I need to change them so they'll be like me. Mm-hmm. I need to win this argument so that I can continue to live in this thing I'm identifying with to then align with what your thoughts are telling you to believe. The alignment goes within to the higher being rather than trying to rearrange the world so that I can live. Wow. The world as it is, is evolving. And in my lifetime, you know, right now, quicker and faster than it has before. And people are going through what they need to go through. People are experiencing what they need to experience and what they need to learn, and they are growing in the way that they should grow and need to grow. And so all these things that we're talking about today, they are 
when, when people are identifying with thoughts and they're doing it through debate or politics or whatever it is, these are all tests that people are taking and we cannot take that test for them. Let them take their tests while you take your own test. I had a, a friend of mine, a little girl in the 10th grade, mm-hmm. and we was taking a math test, and we made the arrangements before the math test that she was going to, it was a multiple choice, and she would tap her pencil two times for B and four times for C to help me get through the test that I had not studied for. Let me take my own test. <laughs> and she needs to take her own test, even you, though I arranged it. Uh, did the cheating pay off? Did you? I don't think so. Well, I, actually, I may have gotten a C, but no, it did not pay <laughs> off. I can't even claim that. But we should not be upset because people are taking tests. Don't run in wow. there as the hero of their test and carry the water for them. You're enabling them, and you're not doing them a favor. You're not loving yourself, and so you're not loving them. Mm. We don't enable the world uh, wow. to change the world. That's not how the world changes. People need to take these tests, and we love them for what we know their higher essence of being is, not for the fallacy or what they where they are in this life. While you know they're getting some answers right and others wrong, let them... Uh, get the answers right and wrong so that they can learn and develop and grow the same way that we personally do. Well, and you and I recently were talking about this, you know, outside of the podcast, and you said something that was, I found very impactful. And it was that if, if we are carrying this emotional water for people, if we are giving them not allow, like you're saying, not allowing them to take the test, we're stepping in mm-hmm. and carrying that burden for them, mm-hmm. that it's it's easy to not realize this, but that's actually us judging them. And being mm-hmm. in judgment mm-hmm. of someone, you know, we're judging them that they are not equipped, that they are inadequate, that they cannot handle it as if as we can handle it. And that really hit me hard. Mm-hmm. That hit me in a big way because you think you're just being helpful and being nice and being, uh, you know, being a friend in the moment. But it's it's judging. It's passing judgment, which is always going to be detrimental to yourself. And And to them. And it comes right back to validation because what we're actually doing is this is a person that doesn't want to have really that much to do with you. And you're sitting there going, I still need to be validated. So I'm going to come over there, carry the water for you to get you to align with the way I'm thinking that I'm doing, that I'm passing my test so that I can continue to live. Mm -hmm. So the the necessity of having someone else like you. Wow is something that you're still identifying with rather than looking within. <laughs> the epitome of staying in your own lane. Stay in your <laughs> lane. stay in your lane. <laughs> and hey, if that's not enough, the answer to, well, what do I do while everybody else is out here stumbling around? Appreciate the beauty and the aliveness that's around you, that's mm-hmm. within you. Go ahead and take a walk in the garden and know that all is well mm-hmm. and that the world and its people are evolving to become what they should be and that they already are that higher essence within right and it's don't get mad at the caterpillar for not yet being a butterfly well and it's sort of funny too because it, there's always you know you, you begin the podcast by um you know saying that there's always a better idea um but there's all, always someone not stumbling as much as you are 
as well. <laughs> so it's sort of hilarious to look at someone and, and think, well, I'm not stumbling and I'm doing this right and I've got everything figured out and they don't, but there's just, there could be someone outside thinking the same thing about you. So it's just the, the nature of the comparison, the nature of the competition that is so wrong. And so it should be so foreign to us and outside of the scope as a, as a kinetic believer. People are changing. And they're moving, and they're growing, and developing. And so we don't get caught up in where they are. It's like the two boys that we saw that were at the end of the competition. And they were whole, they had their first place trophy, and the one beside him had a third place trophy. Yes. And the one with the third place was holding it up over his head, and he was... He was he jumping was and screaming. Jumping <laughs> and full of joy and laughter and yay, yeah. yay, yay. And the one with the first place looked miserable. And this goes back to something that you've always led us led us to a truth that is we are not waiting for something to be happy we are not waiting for a plateau to reach it is the discovery process that is the purpose of life that is the fulfillment of life and so when you're describing somebody you know quote stumbling around that's their discovery process and there's nothing more perfect that they could be doing and having that shift of perspective has been huge for me because seeing everything as it's in its rightful place it is in in its right stage of metamorphosis if you will that is the true concept of of how it's supposed to be Hmm. It's not a plateau that we're all trying to get to, to, to finally we're here and we're happy. No, it's, it's in the discovery process. That is the plateau, the journey hmm. itself. The journey itself. And it, it, yes, because, you know, we talk about the subjective and the objective reality. Mm-hmm. That means that there are two realities. Yes. There are two realities. They do exist. One is perfect. <laughs> yeah. One we rewild to, to unbecome the 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 objective one wow the one that there has been a consensus that doesn't make it real that just is what we're all gathered around to say yay us you know we we figured out this miserable concept for life no reality the reality in this realm that we will experience is a conscious choice and the choice is which one do we choose to align with the higher sense of being or the one that's out here you know in, under the rapid fire of of thinking I do have a question, and it it it's a little peripheral question, but you have mentioned before in the past um, a multiverse theory, how there are ever expanding versions of of this universe, and and what you just said makes me wonder if is that multiverse theory? Do you is that rooted in objective and sub, subjective realities? It depends on if we think about it. Oh wow. Here we go. <laughs> we oh, think, because the, the, the reality of what is outside mm-hmm. of our thinking takes us back to the essence of our being. We are life. Mm-hmm. But when we start to put a pencil to things that we believe to be true, then our observation of what we believe changes the reality of it. Wow. And I think that the awareness of the, the uh, possibility of the multiverse, I think it's, it's, it's wonderful. And it just points again to the fact that there is more than one reality, that we're not truly victims uh, to, to our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we do is we withdraw the energy because we are energy having this natural experience. We yeah. withdraw energy from thoughts. The 
because it's the energy in the thoughts that's the lifeblood of the thoughts like we were talking about the gremlins will depart when they are no longer energized by the lifeblood of our thinking mm. wow. which is consciousness and and so what we do then is we direct consciousness somewhere else toward oh, wow. toward nature toward the flicker of the flame toward beauty toward creativity and the moment that we become aware of that essence of being that is life outside of thinking while faced while facing the flame while gazing at the stars we're placing the conscious attention to the aliveness that's mm. within that's a beautiful depiction of consciousness this idea that it's a a very direct and a very bright spotlight and it's only mm. on a specific directional entity at one time and so if we are lighting up those gremlin thoughts and that negativity it's it's all that exists mm. and then I, but we can turn it we can turn our consciousness what a what a cool concept from his novel the, the picture of dorian gray Mm. Oscar Wilde wrote. I love that book. He's, he's, oh my gosh. That's such a good book. He said, realize your youth while you have it. Don't yeah. squander the gold of your days listening mm. to the tedious, trying to improve the hopeless failure or giving away your life to the ignorant, the common, and the vulgar. Mm. These are the sickly aims, the false ideals of our age. Live. Live the wonderful life that is in you. Let nothing be lost upon you. Be always searching for new sensations. Be afraid of nothing. How to awaken our higher being. That's what it's about, isn't it? Yeah. To disassociate from all of that, uh, from all the thinking that would lead you away from your best life. Well, let's just say some things out loud here and wow. stir ourselves up a little bit more. Just... <laughs> Um, and, and look, highlight your, your gratitude in your manifesting journal. Make sure you're doing that. And yeah. I cannot, I cannot overemphasize that because we want to open ourselves up to humor and with, with the ability to laugh at yourself for goodness sake. Stop yeah. taking yourself so seriously. That's a sign that you're identifying with thinking. <laughs> and that's a sign that you always think there's another thought that's better than the one you're having. <laughs> Laugh, laugh, funny. With, laugh, <laughs> laugh with other people. <laughs> laugh at what I just said, because spend time with positive people, and mm. if you don't know of any, stop spending time with people mm. until they show up. Wow! Practice positive self-talk, and go ahead and learn to identify in uh, the the areas of the negativity by uh, observing that. Hey, that is negative. That's mm. not good. Identify with those only in the sense that when they show up, that you don't go chasing after those stories to see what they might tell you. Mm -hmm. And start every day by reminding yourself of your higher self. Yeah. Say this out loud. Say, I'm unconditionally in love with who I was uniquely, beautifully created to be. I am, oh geez, I am unconditionally in love with who I was, you've already messed uniquely, me up. Uniquely, beautifully <laughs> uniquely, created gosh. to be. I am unconditionally in love. I am unconditionally in love. <laughs> with who I was uniquely. With who I was uniquely. Beautifully. Beautifully. Created to be. <laughs> created to be. I. I. Cast. 
No, come on. Okay. <laughs> I, I cast. I cast down all bitterness. Down all bitterness. Anger. Anger. <laughs> resentment. And resentment. Strife and unforgiveness. Strife, unforgiveness. And now I'm free. Now I am free. To be abundantly me. To be abundantly me. I am strong. I'm strong. Beautiful and courageous. Beautiful and courageous. A river of love is I, flowing through the universe directly to me right now. A river of love is flowing through the universe directly to me right now. I release my fears. <laughs> I release my fears. And gratefully expect. And I gratefully expect. All that my best life must become. All that my best life must become. Right now. Right now. On this spectacular day. On this spectacular Friday. I'm attracting a great wealth of abundance. I'm attracting great wealth of abundance. And because I'm me. And because I am me. I love me. I love me. Unconditionally. Unconditionally. And I am peace. And I am peace. I am joy. I am joy. I am happiness. I am happiness. I am prosperous. I am prosperous. I am abundance. I am abundance. And I love unconditionally. And I love unconditionally. All others. All others. And this is my life. And this is my life. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, man, what a fun and fast-paced podcast this has been today. I just felt like I couldn't quite get enough. We could have kept going for hours and hours. Don't you feel, didn't you feel that as well? Like Absolutely. We just had to cut it off at some point. Um, by the way, everybody, the new website is so fun. It's so cool. We have apparel. We've got household products, kinetic belief, new resources, free resources. If you go there, you can even download a free Law of Attraction planner. There's so much going on there. It's very cool. So go check that out. It's stephencanyon.com. Everybody have a blessed weekend. Sending out much yeah. light and love to all you KBs. <laughs> all the KBs. Thanks, as usual, Stephen, for all the laughs and all the love and all the wisdom. Bye. <laughs>